everybody, and welcome into another episode of the Indiana Softball Podcast. My name is Max Rezik Tewinkle. We have Derek Decker joining us a little bit later for our game portion of the episode. But first, we have our lovely guest this week, Natalie Four. Thanks so much for joining. How are you doing this week? I'm great. Thanks for having me. It's been a fun week, so this is just uh, the cherry on top for me. Yeah, you know what? Let's just start off with that. Uh, <laughs> you get to sweep Purdue midweek. How did that feel? It first got rescheduled, yeah. but then you bring it back in, and it's a nice kind of recovery point after mm-hmm. Northwestern. You guys get the job done midweek. Yeah. How, how did that series go for you? I mean, I honestly think that having it rescheduled was one of the uh, best things that could have happened for us. You know, uh, coming off of a weekend that was a little bit tougher for us. Um, I think we really needed uh, this game, these games against Purdue just to pick us back up and nothing better than, you know, beating Purdue, you know, our rival. So um, it was a lot of fun. And especially having a faculty appreciation day, I think that just started the day off great. So... Yeah, that was a really, really fun atmosphere to um, have everybody out there and just a, a really nice – it was good weather. It was a little bit chillier <laughs> on the chillier side, um, but, I mean, it was it was a really nice day at Andy Moore, and you had a nice day out there. Um, but first, I kind of want to bring it back to – uh, your first start. We're mm-hmm. kind of gonna gonna kind of go in reverse. It's gonna be a wonky timeline here, but okay. <laughs> follow along on the journey. Your first start versus Northwestern. Mm-hmm. How did that feel to get back out there and just get back in action in the circle? You know, it was uh, a long time awaited, a long time coming. You know, I've had my uh, past with injuries, so uh, really what my injuries have brought me to is just this moment of just vicarious joy of being out on the field. And, you know, I feel like I went in with a mindset of there's no pressure on me, you know, like I've already had these injuries, like, you know, there's nothing that anyone's expecting, like just go out there and have fun. And I think that that's exactly what I did. I mean, even though we lost, I think that me and the defense and the team that we just had so much fun that game. And, you know, just to get to pitch against one of the best teams in the country right now as like a first start, like I couldn't have really asked for anything more, you know, even though we didn't get the result that we wanted. I thought that having that competition and that battle at the plate, you know, it was like bringing me back to like my old days when, you know, I had like rivals and, you know, just getting that competition was awesome. Yeah. And I think that's that attitude is very clear out there. (laughs) on the field because i mean you look at when you when you're coming on you have the same kind of facial expression when you're coming off as well just a a smile on your face and you can tell you're really enjoying it down there Mm -hmm. um but as you mentioned the uh the injury stuff throughout your career surgery a week before the season starts right um i mean what was kind of going through your head at that point and then just kind of we'll talk about that journey back from that um because I was lucky enough to get kind of a behind the scenes look at some of your your journey back. Right. But I mean, the beginning, because a lot of athletes have this this mm-hmm. moment where they're like, well, this is the situation I can't change. Right. What was going through your head? <clears throat> well, you know, going back a few years ago uh, to my freshman year, I kind of, you know, I had a very humbling freshman year. Um, we had a great ace at the time. And, you know, I just kind of took my time my freshman year and going into my sophomore year. That was 
uh, supposed to be a very big breakout year for me. You know, I went home after my freshman summer. I came back and I was like, I'm ready to go. We had high hopes as a team. Coaches were pumped. I was pumped. And a week before um, our season starts, you know, I'm pitching a backdoor curveball literally a week before we leave in the middle of my pitch, actually to Gabby, who's uh, now our assistant, one of our assistant coaches. And uh, I, my ACL just blew. I tore my ACL in the middle of my pitch. So as we all know, this was 2020. You know, I expected that, you know, I was like, okay, so next year I'll come back. Me and coaches plan that we'd take the year. I'd learn off the field. Um, and then one month after my surgery, as we all know, the whole world shut down. So one month outside of an ACL surgery, I'm, you know, just, I don't know what to do, you know, and the world shut down. I can't get into PT. You know, I can't do this. I can't do that. Um, I have no access to really any weights. Um, I can't, I don't have full extension and flexion yet. I'm having to meet with my surgeon like over FaceTime. Um, luckily, I was able to get into PT about like twice a week at that point in time. So, you know, that was my life for about five months was just me kind of, you know, getting half the PT that I needed. Um, and then I came back in August and I was extremely behind, you know, looking at the road ahead of me of where I needed to be for the 2021 season was like looking at a mountain. Um, luckily, through helping through help with coaches and JD, um, our strength trainer at the time, I was able to get enough muscle. And 2021 was looking like it was going to be a really great season. Almost a full year after my ACL tear, I threw my first pitch, which for those who don't know, a year recovery for a D1 athlete with an ACL is just really unheard of. Like most athletes recover within six to nine months. But due to my circumstances with COVID, my recovery was a long time. And being that it was on my plant leg for my uh, pitching, you know, I couldn't come back with half strength. Uh, I had to be 90% strength from what my strength was on my right leg. So, you know, also mentally that was kind of a battle coming back because, you know, I can replay the moment even just now, like that I tore my ACL, like you don't forget that moment. And so, you know, I threw my first pitch and I was looking really, really good. And we went off to uh, Florida for uh, our first two tournaments. It went pretty good. I was like getting into my groove. I was feeling comfortable. Our first Big Ten opener, our third uh, weekend uh, into our season, I'm pitching against Michigan. I'm pitching like the best game that I've pitched far so far in my career. I'm a junior. Um, I've held them to like zero runs going into the fourth inning. And like all of a sudden, like my knee just starts, you know, hurting. And I'm like, what is this? This is something I've never felt since my surgery. And even worse, it like starts popping. And I'm like, I pull coaches over and I'm like, I, I can't go anymore. Like my knee is hurting so bad. It's popping. I'm kind of like freaking out because I'm like, what's going on? I just had ACL surgery on this knee. Like this isn't good. So we find out after an MRI after that weekend that I have like, a big scar ball in the middle of my knee that is going to like flare up, pop and bother me for the rest of the season. And, you know, we schedule a surgery for the summer and it basically the rest of the season went that I was going to, you know, pitch on pitch only on the weekends. My practices consist of me like not moving my leg really at all or pitching. And the best that I could do was about four innings on the weekend. And if my knee popped at all in any of that time, I was done. So, you know, I get the surgery and I'm like, okay, going into the senior year this year, I'm like, all right, we're done with all these injuries. You know, my knee is fixed. Everything is out of there. The ACL is good. Like, we're, we're done. And as you guys know, I had a pretty successful fall this year. I mean, I, 
I had like the best fall of my life. So I was like, oh, this is great. Like senior year, um, I'm prepared. I'm ready for this. And, um, you know, I come back in January, I contracted COVID. So I was doing a pitching progression with Morgan. So I came back before the rest of the team came back to get ready. And I start pitching and I'm just like, you know, what is going on? Like my arm, my elbow, my forearm, like they're all hurting so bad. And, you know, Morgan, you know, being uh, the professional and even me, we we're just like, oh, it's just tendonitis. Like you haven't pitched for a few weeks because of COVID. So we're like, yeah, you know, all of a sudden I'm, you know, at practice and the pain just keeps on getting worse. And it's, you know, I'm starting not to be able to feel my hand and my best pitch has turned into my worst pitch and I'm getting absolutely shelled at practice. Like my confidence is so low. And, you know, I come to the point, I'm just like, I can't be the pitcher for this team this season that we need with all this pain going on. So, you know, with help from the doctors, we decided that surgery was the best option for me. And, uh, so this was like, what, two weeks before our first season. But, you know, the doctors were like, it won't be that big of a deal. Like in six weeks, like you will be cleared to play. And so I got the surgery and, you know, it's uh, it's been quite the journey since then, as you guys know. I mean, you've seen and it's been the most mentally tough injury for me. You know, I kind of put off what my last two injuries were and it's always been this big build up to my senior year and to get another injury was just heartbreaking for me and it was very difficult for me to deal with the fact that I have gone through three years of injuries and that my freshman year has been my only year that I've been actually healthy for um so you know I just going into that Northwestern game you know coach Bell told me that I was going to get the start and I just felt so joyful. I was like, you know what? I'm just thankful that I get this opportunity to be out there and play with my teammates. Um, after going through three years of injuries, I was like, you know, there's no pressure on me. Like, nobody's expecting me to go out there and, you know, just, you know, blow up by anyone, throw a no-hitter. And, you know, I just wanted to have fun. I told my defense, you know, before the game, I was like, I just want you guys to have fun and I want to have fun. Like, I want this to be loud. I want you guys to be filled with joy. I'm going to be filled with joy because I'm so happy. And, you know, like the rest is history. And, you know, I just keep on reminding myself, you know, in moments where like it's bases loaded or like I'm about to walk someone. I'm just like, Natalie, like there's no pressure on you. Like, just have fun. And, you know, that's just what it's been since then. And so kind of going on a little bit about the team side of things because mm -hmm. first originally coming in watching you work you were kind of off to the side mm -hmm. and doing your own thing how did the team because I imagine that can at times get a little lonely you're seeing the team working right on everything and then you're doing your own thing just trying to work back mm -hmm. um, how did the team kind of come together and the coaching staff to support you throughout your journey you know, they would leave little letters in my lockers and send me um, nice texts. And they always were just, you know, having them see say to me that they see me working, that meant a lot to me. Um, and so, you know, whether it's just like a casual, like as I'm pitching, they run by my teammates and they're like, I see you working or coaches sending me a text at night, you know, like, I see you working, like, um, you're going to have your moment. Like, I can't wait to see the big, th big things that you do. Like those little things, they mean the world. Yeah. And I, I think, I think that that's, that was the coolest part, um, coming in before I, the first practice I came to when I had no idea what your guys' names were and you guys are practicing over in the corner and then they all start like yelling, yeah, Nat. They're like, yeah, Nat, yeah, Nat. I'm mm -hmm. like, who, who are we talking about? <laughs> right. And you're all the way over there on the opposite side of the facility 
like just doing arm workouts. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like that was the first impression of this softball team that I got. Mm-hmm. And that was just so cool because it's just such a supportive atmosphere. Oh my gosh. It's yeah. it's one workout's happening over here and and they're all supporting you over there mm-hmm. while being like you're yeah. in the football facility. <laughs> so they were supporting you by like 70 yards away or something. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a cool atmosphere. And I imagine that that helped a lot, but also kind of coming back into game action, mm-hmm. knowing they had your back. Yeah. I mean, kind of when you enter the circle, you've talked about your defense a lot. How is that knowing that you have some of your best friends behind you on the mm-hmm. field with you at all, people you've worked with? What kind of security does that bring? I mean, that's just, you know, everything. I mean, I think that my defense is great. And, you know, um, when we come together before, uh, like, the ending starts, I tell them, like, I have your back, and they tell me that they have mine. And, you know, for me, I think that one of the key things about playing softball, especially being a pitcher and even being a fielder, is just not making the moment bigger than it is. And I think having that you know, that dialogue with them during the innings and, you know, looking them in their eyes and being like one out or like I got the bag or like whatever that is, like that just brings down the anxiety and the stress of the moment. And, you know, uh, we have great leaders on the field. You know, we have Grayson at third. We've been having Juvia at second. And we also have, you know, younger people. We have uh, Brooke at short and we've been having, you know, Bree at first. And, you know, I think that they're learning from the leadership that is on the field and they're having fun. I mean, I just love when I, you know, look at my defense and they just smile at me. Like, I'm just like, yeah, like we have each other's back. It's just like this connection that you just know is there. Yeah. And I think that answer will embody what coach Stanton has been kind of trying to uh, embody this year as well. So many times she just says, go play softball, you know, (laughs) go out there and just play catch. Um, So let's, you've talked about the whole journey coming back. Right. You had one heck of a game against Purdue in game two. You got your second start of the season, career high nine strikeouts. I mean, what was that feeling? (laughs) That, I mean, that was like a highlight for me. To be honest, I didn't even know that I was even striking out that many people until, um, you know, I struck out like three in a row in one inning. And then all of a sudden I, I heard the dugout doing like the one, two, three, four, five, six, K, bye. And I was like, wait, what? I was like, oh, my gosh, I actually have a lot of strikeouts. And then, you know, I looked up above our dugout and, like, yeah. saw all the Ks. And I was like, wait, that that's me. Like, <laughs> I am getting these strikeouts. And, you know, I, I just felt good. Like, I just felt like my pitches were working and, like, I was just in the zone. And, like, you know, they say, like, when, you know, people are in their talent and in their craft, they, like, enter this zone. And, like, I just felt like I was in this zone. And, you know, of course, like, going out, like, my – goal is never to even, you know, get strikeouts. Like I don't consider myself a strikeout pitcher at all. Like I feel like I'm very much so a contact pitcher. Um and I let my defense work for me and for me I just feel like that was just like answered prayers and, you know, just you know, these years of like hard work and disappointment that I felt just to have that, you know, pay off in that moment and to have a career high in that game. I mean, that was just amazing. What felt right about your pitches in your arsenal that just kind of you right. got in the zone? I, I just trusted myself. And, you know, I just didn't care if the other team knew 
uh, what pitches that I had. You know, I was like, this is my best stuff. Like, see if you can hit it. So, you know, just going in with that mindset of knowing, like, I have good pitches. And when I trust myself is when I'm at my peak. And that's exactly what I did. And it was, uh, you know, it was working, obviously. (laughs) And what do you think you add now that you're back into the mix? What do you think you add to this pitching staff? What can you bring on the field that may have been missing before you came back. Right. I think that I add a very strong um, leadership presence on the field. I think that um, I bring uh, my infield a lot of energy, and I think that I make sure that they're loud and that they're loud uh, for me and for the team. And, um, you know, I think that I bring that reassurance that I've got your back um, if you make an error, and you have my back if I give up a home run. Yeah. (laughs) I mean— Kind of like you're reading my mind right here because my next question was leadership. What is that like <laughs> to lead while you're not pitching right. and be one of the seniors while you're rehabbing? And then how does that change now that you're back in the circle? Right. You know, I think that our underclassmen pitchers have just done an amazing job of stepping up this season. I mean, I can't give them enough props for how they've led this team. And, you know, being off the field, I have always made sure that uh, – my other pitchers just feel supported and that, you know, they're doing a great job. And, you know, I've shared, I've tried to share some of my experiences with them, you know, through what they're going through, you know, talking about how, oh my gosh, like I've given up like the game winning home run. I've got back to back home runs given off of me. So just kind of relating my story and the things that I've gone to and expressing that to them and letting them know that like, these things are going to happen during the game. Like this is a part of the game and you are a great pitcher regardless of what happens. Um, And, you know, being back in uh, the circle, I just want to help this team win no matter what, whether it's I'm pitching, I'm on the sidelines, you know, whatever's needed. If I come in for one inning, if I come in for one batter, uh, wherever coaches see fit that I can help this team win, that's what I'm going to do. So kind of last last thing about this is a lot of athletes deal with injury, but mm-hmm. not all of them know kind of how to navigate mm-hmm. that journey. I mean, what would you say to an athlete who's in a similar situation? Because you may not, in, in your case, not dealt the cards, right. the right cards at least, but mm-hmm. you have absolutely made the most out of it. And I think this past week is a perfect example of that. What's your message to an athlete who goes through something like this? Right. I would say trust the process um, and don't look at things in the big picture. You know, looking at an injury from the long run can really feel like looking at a mountain. And if you look at it that way, everything is just going to seem like dreadful and long and you aren't going to have fun with it. But if you uh, trust the process, you know, trust that what you're doing today to get better is going to help you and take it one day at a time. um, That makes all the difference. And also just don't give up on yourself, you know. There are a lot of times where I was like, oh, my gosh, like, is all this work even going to pay off? Like, am I even, you know, going to be the pitcher that I once was or be better than I, you know, once was? And I think just like accepting that we suffer from injuries as athletes uh, and that just because you have an injury doesn't mean that you're going to be worse than you were. I think that actually I've become a much better player, teammate, and leader from my injuries. And so, you know, if you're in a hard place, don't give up on yourself. Like know that you can make a difference regardless of if you're out there on that field or not. You can always be a good teammate. And I promise that what you learn from your injuries, if you allow yourself to look at the good side of things, like it will come out a blessing in the end. All right. And last two questions before we kind of move into our our game segment here. 
Spin Wizard. Tell me about that. <laughs> so we have something called performance and identity statements. Um, and basically an identity statement is just kind of like what you bring to the field. Like what are you going to bring when you're out there? Like what do you what is your dominant feature when you're out there? And, you know, we had a day dedicated to, you know, making identity statements and, you know, I I've, I really wanted this identity statement to be something big this year. Like it was my senior year and I was like, okay, what do I embody? And I have a very spunky personality and fun and I'm not boring. And every, you know, identity statement that I had was just like, it was very mundane. And coach just kept on being like, no, like everyone that I brought to her, no, no. And, you know, I didn't feel it either. Like, I was just like, oh, like, okay, what are we even doing here? And <laughs> eventually I got into um, a group with Juvia Davis and, you know, Juvia is one of my uh, bestest friends. And I was like, I just, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. Like she read me hers and I was like, this is, you know, spot on great. And I was like, mine are just so boring. Like they're not me. And I was just like, you know what? Like, forget it. Like I'm a spin wizard. And she was like, wait, I really like that. And I was like, what? And I was like, are you serious? <laughs> and so like, I had this crazy like identity statement that it honestly sounded like a magic spell. Like it was like, I'm the spin wizard. Like when I pitched the ball like poof it'll be gone or something like and I brought that to coach and coach was like okay like this sounds like a magic spell but I love the spin wizard and you know I kind of like brought it to the team and they were like spin wizard I was like they were like that's great and I was like you know what? I actually do really like that so and you know I embodied this that my spin is what I bring to this staff and that I bring as a pitcher and you know it kind of just became like this coy thing like all of a sudden, like, my teammates were calling me the spin wizard. And they were like, what's up, spin wizard? And, like, I was like, what? Like, is this actually a thing? And and I honestly loved it. And so uh, I eventually came up uh, through that. I came up with my identity as the spin wizard. And it's stuck ever since. And, you know, my teammates call me that it to this day. You know, just after the other day, they were like, spin wizard, spin wizard, spin wizard. You know, especially after having a game against Purdue like I did. I was like, yeah, this is, this is why I'm the spin wizard. <laughs> And so senior day, senior day is coming up. Yeah. Um, looking back on your IU career, mm -hmm. I mean, Spin Wizard's got to be a good one. But kind <laughs> of what's your favorite um, just memory with this team on the field, off the field? Yeah. It can be anything. Just what do you look back on when you first think about your career at IU? You know, I honestly look back on just all the different, you know, trips that we've taken and, you know, <laughs> road trips are a time where you really get to know people. I mean, you're you're on the bus with people for hours. You're rooming with different people. And, you know, I think that my relationships with my teammates have grown the most when I've been on the road. And coaches make road trips so fun. I mean, we go, we stop for ice cream, we stop at the beach. Like, they've just made this so uh, fun for me. And so, you know... Just traveling the country and getting to play um, in one of the best conferences in the nation, you know, those memories are something that I will always cherish. And even more importantly, being a Hoosier is just so special. I mean, I remember when I came here when I was in high school, I went to an IU basketball game and everyone was just so ecstatic about being a Hoosier. And I was like, this is what I want. And it's just so true. I mean, you walk around on this campus and you can just tell everyone here loves being a Hoosier. And just getting to represent IU 
by being a student athlete, I mean, that's just been a blessing. You know, I'm part of something bigger than myself. And being a Hoosier, I've taken so much pride in. Okay, I forgot. I lied. One more question. What's your song? What's your walk up when you kind of go into the circle? Because I wanted to ask that one. So what's your song? My song is Real Gone by Sheryl Crow. Do you know who Sheryl Crow is? I do know who okay. Sheryl I know Motivation by Sheryl oh, okay. Crow. Okay. Well, um, Sheryl Crow, if you don't know her, you should go listen. She's kind of like a country artist. I don't. I mean, that's how I would describe her. But really, I chose it because... She talks about being born in the South and having a big mouth. And, and <laughs> I wouldn't say that I have a big mouth, but I feel like, you know, when I'm going out there, like I want, you know, to kind of like, you know, make a statement where I'm from. And to me, uh, that's just like the best song that embodies me. So I really I really like this song this year. And it's not too like crazy. You know, I feel like people can like chill out to it or if they listen to it, they're like, yeah. All right, well, now we will move right along to our game portion of the episode. Derek, you've got a fun one for us today. I, I don't do. know where you find these quizzes. Well, I just, we'll just leave it at that. I, it's just magic how I find these. And sometimes they swing and miss, sometimes they're really good. So here's what we've got today this quiz will reveal the color palette of your personality. That yes. is the quiz. And it is a 17 question quiz, but these are pretty easy questions from the three or four that I vetted. So. <laughs> We may have to skip over one. We'll see. All right, let's do it. All right, question number one. How many close friends do you have? We've got options here. Zero to one, two to three, six to seven, eight to nine, ten or more. Um, I'm gonna, and, and, But I guess you can define how close friends, yeah. what that yeah. means. Um, I'm going to go with uh, ten or more. Um, Ooh. Okay. Only because I have a very strong friend group here, but I also sure. have a very strong friend group at home. So okay. very nice. I have a lot of uh, people that I'm close with in Bama, too. So. All right, yeah. next question. And this is, I feel like, almost a lead-in to what we're trying to accomplish at the end. Select the color below which you feel best represents your personality. Blue, red, green, gray, yellow, or none of these? Definitely yellow. Definitely yellow. yellow. Care for an explanation? Um, well, yellow is my favorite color to begin with. It's uh, bright like a sunflower. Fair. Always uh, try to turn towards the light, so yellow nice. it is. All right, next Ooh, question. Are you that. a morning person or a night person or neither or both. <laughs> uh, I'm a night person. I'm a night owl. I, I think that uh, nighttime's a very fun time. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm the opposite of that. I know, Max, that you have feelings on the subject as well. I do. But you? you do. Because, because I could really go either way. Because okay. here's the thing. I need my eight to nine hours. See, I'm <laughs> more, I, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that feels like. I need like. my eight to nine hours or I'm very cranky the next day. But you're like half cranky all the time. Okay. Are you? Are you a three to four? Now I'm sad. I mean, I'm like a like a five five hour a night guy. Oh my! But gosh. I'm also used to it. Like I, I'm not tired <laughs> at all. Like I'm not. It doesn't make me whiny. I'm just my default setting is whiny. So it doesn't have anything to do with my sleep patterns. Uh, all right. Next question. <laughs> Select the activity below which you would most want to participate in: exercise, attend a concert, dinner with friends, stay in with family, go for a walk alone. None of these. That's a very romantic stay in with family picture. Yeah, that that really but, is. That's just kind of. And why uh, is like dinner with friends looks like? <laughs> I don't know. Clinking. You know. Why are they old? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, like I what? Don't know. What is the intended age group? Let's go situational. Well, situational. No, never mind. 
So you have these options. You have these five options or none of these. I, I, I mean, I'm definitely going with uh, attend a concert. That okay. one looks like the most fun. And I, I think <laughs> that's just pulling me in right now. What concert? <laughs> That, you know what? That picture reminds me of a Steve Aoki concert that I went to oh, when I was a sophomore. So solid. I'm going to go with that because I've been listening to EDM a lot. That's like our pregame pump up. Right. So right. that's yes. what I'm going with. Solid choice. Favorite. I'm going to take a quick pause, interject here. <laughs> Favorite pregame pump up song? Oh, Split by TSO. Yeah, that's a really good one. That actually is a really good one. Yeah. That got... Uh, Basketball used that for a while. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, they Volleyball did. used it coming out right before yeah. the... Which one is that one? That's, dun, dun, that's, dun, that's dun, right dun, before dun, the tip. Dun, dun. Like the one that they use exactly oh, right yeah. before the tip. Bow, bow. Yeah. It starts bow, slow bow, and then speeds bow, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's okay. a really good song. I know that one. That's yes. a very popular one. Yeah, was it one. Juvia? That was Juvia's, one of Juvia's favorites? It, it probably is. Probably. It is. I mean, it's a She plays it every pregame. Okay. All right. Yeah. Next question. Who do you enjoy spending time with the most? Family, friends, pets, or myself? And why is myself like... Casually looking over the edge of a cliff. How yeah. is she that high up? Like She's over the clouds. Like on top of the clouds. Um, right. You know, I, for this time in my life, I'm going to go with uh, friends. I mm-hmm. mean, I wish it were pets. I wish that I had a dog <laughs> running around me all the time. Um, That's fair. Uh, but, you know, I'm surrounded by my friends right now, so I'm going with that. All right. Next question. Out of the options below, what was or is your favorite decade? <laughs> oh, so this is basically every gosh. every decade back to the 70s, including the 2010s. Um, you know, I'm gonna go with uh, what is that one right there? The 1980s. 80s. I I feel like that style is in right now, and I'm big on fashion, so I feel like I'm liking the 1980s vibe right now. Okay, and I I need to sit because I've been meaning to tell you that outfit for the um. What night was that? Oh, on Monday. The awards. That the awards. Was, show, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That like I don't know what you call it because I'm not <laughs> familiar with the names of different dresses, but that was yeah. That it's was like a sweet. it's like a jumpsuit. Yeah, like it's a jumper kind of moment. Like an Eighties or a nineties yeah. vibe. Yeah, I think you you did a nice job of pulling that. That out. was good. <laughs> like, Thank that you. Was good. I appreciate that. All right, which option best describes? Yeah, let's skip that one. <laughs> no, which which option best describes how you behave at a social gathering? And let's create okay. our own. Well, we're taking one we of them have... out. All right, so yep. we're taking one <laughs> yeah. of them out. Right, we got, I like to dance. I don't attend parties. I don't say or do much. I'm the life of the party or none of these. I say I'm definitely the life of the party. Okay. I feel like I have a lot of fun. I bring the fun. Okay, F-U-N, fun zone. Yes. Select the type of music you enjoy <sighs> the most. So we just kind of touched on this, but we've got the options are. Rock, country, hip hop, lo-fi, <laughs> classical—none of these. I'm not sure how why. Lo-fi yeah, I'm into the top mm, five. Why'd they throw lo-fi? I'm not really sure if I even know what that is, but I, <laughs> it's definitely rock. Uh, me and Britney Ford have been on a yes. big rock kick since mm. the summer, and I'm telling you, rock is like right up there with EDM for like that pregame pump yeah, up. I'm big yeah. into the rock right now. It so. was it was one pregame before on one of the trips we went on, and yes. Um, Ford had the aux, and <laughs> yes. she played a great playlist. Yes. And, yeah. Favorite rock artist? Um, I like uh, – who plays uh, Pour Some Sugar on Me? Led oh, Led Zepp, Led know, Led. I think it's Def Leppard. Def Leppard. That's yes. what it is. There's like so many Led Left yeah. whatever. Yes, <laughs> I I think I I think that one. I'm gonna go with him. Yeah, before yeah. it has Enter Sandman as her walk-up yes. song. Yes. Yeah, that's definitely a good one. So good. All right. Select the type of movie or TV show that you enjoy the most. Horror, drama, mystery or thriller, comedy, sci-fi or fantasy, or none of these. I'm oh, oh it's definitely not horror. Um, 
I, I gotta nice. go with comedy. I'm yeah. I'm honestly a big baby, so <laughs> I, mystery or thriller compels me, but like mm-hmm. it can't be too intense. So, okay. <laughs> are you like one of those people that like watches the the I don't know like the mystery of like are you somebody that would listen to like a murder podcast? No, okay. absolutely not. Those really freak me out. The mind of like the mind of a killer. I just right, right. I want to stay away from that. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that. All right, select the option below which best suits how you're friends would describe you kind wise generous adventurous or funny i feel like they'd uh, describe me as adventurous i feel adventurous. like i'm like the junkie of the group i feel like like i want to go skydiving yeah, i want to go yeah. caving me and juvia yeah. talk about going caving a lot so maybe we'll get into that once we graduate <laughs> okay well i hope you know the answer to this one do you consider yourself to be an athletic person Okay, I, I'm going to be completely honest. I do not consider myself to be that athletic. I just can pitch. Like, and I feel like most of my, you know, friends would describe me the same way. I mean, yes, I am athletic, but, you know, I don't know. Go watch me pregame on that uh, the ladder, and uh, you might see what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. So would you say I like some sports and exercise or yes or no? I would say yes. Yeah. Okay. I, there needs I to be like, like a specific. I need to create a category that's like, yes, but only with certain things. <laughs> <laughs> you fair. need to get, like, I can pitch. Yes, exactly. Mm. Okay. okay. Select the country you would be most interested in traveling to. Oh this is an interesting gosh. choice of countries Italy, Japan, Mexico, or Australia. You only have four options. Wow. <laughs> I. I want to go with Japan. I, you know, these comp- these pictures are really just compelling me. I mean, I don't know what mountain that is back there, but I want to be over there. So that's what I'm picking. Might be Mount Fuji. Yeah, yeah. probably. That, sound, that looks interesting. Okay. What is your definition of success? <laughs> <laughs> family, comfortable lifestyle, money, or happiness? Also, family's eating, like, cake. Comfortable lifestyle is, once again... In the twilight years, <laughs> and then you just got like hard cash, and then happiness is just the celebration. Mode. What is that? So, if you choose the money option, you have a total of like eight hundred dollars. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I'm gonna go with comfortable lifestyle. Yeah. Out of all these, nice. that one just makes the most sense. Okay. Nice. Are you like a, a retire and then vacation kind of person? Like, oh, absolutely. Or if yeah. I can like have my vacation doing my job, yeah, that would be uh-huh. like ideal. Uh-huh. Okay. Are you a book reader? Absolutely. I love reading books. What, what kind of what kind of books do you read? So I stay away from like anything that's like nonfiction. I like reading like um, like motivational books or like okay. godly books. I feel like okay. me and uh, Coach Stanton have like a little book club going on. Like <laughs> when I finish a book, I'll be like, "All right, Coach, what's the next book I should yeah. read?" And she gives me great suggestions. That's and good. our relationship has grown a lot that y- this year doing that. So Max, are you a book guy? Um, on and off. Um, yeah, I'll too. I'll get like I read a really good Stephen King book um, oh, before this Poor. year. Yeah, it was <laughs> yeah. it was spooky, but it was fun. But and then I'll be like, oh my god, I'm gonna read the next one, and then I won't touch a book. I don't think I've touched a book since September. Honestly, I think like I I refound my inner reading self during the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. like I had a lot of time to just do stuff when you couldn't do anything else. So I don't know. I, I started to get back into reading again, and I was like. I forgot this is a part of me. <laughs> See, when I when I was home, like I'd go read like on the beach, mm. and that'd be the best. I but don't know like what having a beach, is I'm like... not gonna. Yeah, well, it's nice. Um, I'm <laughs> do, not. Do you live on the beach? No, I live near a beach. Where are you from? I live right near Lake Michigan. Oh. Um. 
Okay. Lake Beach. Lake Beach. Same yeah, thing. Well, it's whoa. Have you been to Lake Michigan? No, that's on my well, bucket list. No, I'm from that's the South. Yeah, but still, still. I know you're I need to. Not that far away. I. It's on my bucket list. Okay. That's what, an interesting distinction. What's the first thing you're going to see in Chicago? Um, what do you I, think the city's known for? Like, what do you want to see? I only, you know, Juvia is going to get on to me if she listens to this, but I keep on thinking about the bean because that's like uh, one of yeah, the. Yeah, that's a classic. Look, I Very just. Good photo op. Yeah, I mean, I just, I'm a country girl, so the city kind of scares me. So she's definitely going to have to mm-hmm. show me around. Well, there are beach portions of Lake Michigan. <laughs> yes, there are. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's definitely not like. It's definitely it's not, not like the white, ocean. sandy beach. It's no. hard, rocky. Right. Not like Gulf Shores. Okay. Yeah. It's, I'm, it's not thank you. I'm used to Gulf Shores. That's what I'm yes. picturing when I'm thinking of this. <laughs> okay. Select the option. Which best describes your sense of style? This could be good. Okay. So we've got fancy, stylish, retro, or casual. Oh my gosh! I feel like I feel like uh, retro. Okay. I, you know what? And exactly with my outfit the other mm-hmm. day, I feel like that was bringing yes. the retro vibe. So I agree. I agree. All right, we're down to two questions here. Do you prefer warm or cold weather? <sighs> this I'm guessing I'm pretty well know the answer. So to this easy. One. Warm, warm, warm. You know. If you were from the Midwest, you might have a different <laughs> opinion on that, but I, I can respect that. How could you answer cold? Like, I'm not a fan of cold, but, like, my what, – what is your ideal day? Like, what if you could pick a day and have the day, what's, like, the makeup of Sunny, the day? Sunny, 75, and a little bit of humidity. Okay. See, see I would go, like, sunny, 60 – yeah. Breeze and no humidity. See, I would to me that would be like freezing cold. Like I'd oh, probably yeah. still me, be wearing shorts, sleeves. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's definitely fair enough. Fair enough. All right, final question. Since we've been talking on and off about pets, pick your favorite animal out of the ones that are given here. So we've got koala. This is a weird wolf, selection. Tiger, Gosh. otter, or giant panda <laughs> chewing on bamboo. Maybe I don't know. The panda's having a good time. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna go with lion, or was that ti- tiger? Tiger. Yeah, okay. th- they're just beautiful animals. All right, hey. I'm gonna turn this away from you, so that it do I get to guess reveal. my color palette? Well, it's kind of weird because it's not like something you're gonna be able to guess probably, oh. but I think it really does fit the narrative that we've been building yeah. this entire time. It's it's more like a style color palette. Yeah. Really? Yeah, like some of the options you've got like bootstrap retro. Bootstrap. Uh, <laughs> summer, shades of gray. Like, there's just different, different, I don't know. It's, it's a Quizly quiz. Like, give it a break. But <laughs> the answer is retro. I knew it. Saying you are an old soul at heart. You're probably the grandparent of your friend group and the kind of person who loves to curl up on the couch with a good book and a cup of tea. You try to deal with things in a reasonable and fair way and have had virtually no tra- tantrums in your adult life. And you're very mature for oh. your age. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know. She's um, proud. She's proud. I, I agree with half and I disagree with half. <laughs> okay. What, let's let's hear what's the agreement. We're going to unpack this a little can, bit. Can I, uh, can I see Absol- the uh... Absolutely. <clears throat> First yeah, of all, the uh, colors. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like all of those colors. Uh, mm. But uh, I don't think that I'm the uh, an old soul at heart. Maybe I am. You know, I don't know. I'm really assessing this. I do love tea. I'm down to curl up on the couch, but um, I'm definitely not the grandparent of my friend group. Um, <laughs> I think you could uh, take a poll with the team, and they would not rate not, me as not that. Not the grandma. <laughs> um, but definitely, uh, I do try to deal with things in a reasonable and fair way. Um, 
you know, yeah. I've definitely had no tra- tantrums in my adult life. Like, come on. I'm 21. <laughs> I'm kidding. I mean, I'm not much of a tantrum kind of person, but I, you know, everyone has everybody breakdowns every once in a while. You're allowed. You're um, allowed. I would definitely agree that I'm mature for my age. I have two older sisters, so mm. to be cool, you know, and like hang out with them, I had yeah, to, that's true. That's you know, point. kind of. You got to grow put, up quick. Yeah, I got to yeah. put behind my childish ways. Like, I wanted to be cool, so I would agree with that. That's respectable. I loved it. What, what do we think? What's our I, review I of thought, the quiz? I, I this thought was a decent one. This week's Derek Quizley quiz was this, was this a has good, to be at least middle mark. of the pack. Like a it's not the up. worst one. Yeah, yeah. Did, it's did you enjoy one. taking it? I did. It's, okay. it's probably not the best one. I still think the very first one was the best one. What, what was, was the, the first one? We asked Benny, "What is your actual oh, age? What age?" And she got what? like in her thirties or something like that. Thirty. She got like thirty-six. Yeah, that is hilarious. Well, based on this, I'd be ninety. So. <laughs> All right. Well, we will wrap things up there. Thank you so much for joining us this week, Natalie. Um, we will be back next week. And again, thank you so much for tuning in. This has been another enjoyable episode of the Indiana Softball Podcast. Thank you, guys. So fun. Thank you.